buddy. This is Chi. Oh, I hear you've been having an inordinately hard time finding appropriate music for the new Puffla podcast. In the spirit of PFW helpfulness, I've put together a small mix of things you might find appropriate. I hope you enjoy. The Pink Panther theme song. This would be great for when Jen is sneaking up on helpless squirrels or you're stealing your television back from deserving old men or I'm being snarky. How about James Bond? This would really help with your public image. Just think of it. Huggles in a tux at a fancy dress party, sipping a dry martini, shaken, not stirred, while mentioning Babylon 5 every few seconds. Never mind, this might not work. Dragnet! Now there's an idea. Classic! Ladies and gentlemen, the story you're about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. And the Texans, Africans, and everyone else we've offended lately. Never mind. Hey, but this last one, this is the one I really think works. PFW is a well-oiled machine, just like a circus. Folks never know where to focus their attention or, you know, avert it. I'm not sure we're a circus so much as a freak show sometimes. Well, a fun-loving freak show with lots of hugs. Anyway, hope this helps. Lady Chi over and out. On to the exchange. <laughs> Welcome. We're all laughing, so it must be a podcast. Welcome to the Puffwell Exchange, everybody. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jen. And introducing this week... We have the 12th Cylon, known as Richard. Richard is the 12th Cylon, because Ronald D. Moore, the creator and executive producer of Battlestar Galactica, has told his entire cast... This is true, I'm not <laughs> making this up. He has told the entire cast who the 12th Cylon is. And half of the cast members, and this is all true, including Katie Stackhoff, um, Sackhoff, I don't know why I put a T in there, uh, dude who plays Baltar, Edward James Almost, they all said we couldn't believe it. Now, there's not that many people left who it could be, so you really have to consider everybody, because they couldn't imagine, you know, that Ronald D. Moore, you know, came up and said, I've capped off the whole show. It's going to be this guy named Richard, who's a Harry Potter fan, and they're all staring <laughs> blankly at him. So Richard is, in fact, the 12th Cylon. So you may yeah. be wondering what the hell this is. Uh, Jen and I are the lead hosts of a podcast called Potterfic Weekly. If you're listening to us, you either already knew that or you tripped over us trying to find, you know, a cooking podcast, which... You know, I, anyway. <laughs> if, if, you know what? How are you? We hope you'll stay. And at the end of this podcast, I will um, give you uh, instructional materials on how to make your toaster work for you. Well, I'm one of those people when I cook, I'm more of the peel back plastic to uncover potatoes and microwave a medium high kind of guys. Uh one thing that we do every week, and Richard is a huge contributor to our podcast, he's our head peon, actually, is we talk about Harry Potter fan fiction every single week. And it's the but same it's character. Fun and it's really it. fun, but sometimes it's the same characters over and over and over. It's and a sometimes good thing. we love it so and, much. And as our listeners know, I tend to break out into ba- Babylon 5 and Battlestar Galactica references because sometimes you just need and to... And we laugh. And laugh, and they don't understand. <laughs> now they will understand because we're watching all of those shows. On Yay. the Pofua Exchange, we are taking the Pofua community, the PFW community, the, our forum members and our hosts and our guest hosts and all of our staff, and we are branching out and we're hoping we're going to attract... We're going many- where no... 
fandom has gone before. Well done, Jen. I like that. And <laughs> we are going to hopefully branch out into many different areas. We hope you'll come along for the ride. Like Buffy. We, like Buffy, which I have Jen's Buffy. I, I have Firefly. season one. Firefly, we're doing. I'm looking at my bookshelf now. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. We're going to do... Uh, I would love to do West Wing, but you know what? I don't think many other Can we do The work. Office? If I, I can find The Office, we can do The Office. I need to watch West Wing. You do need to watch West Wing. I'm mailing you season one of West Wing. You can go next to the first season of Babylon 5 on your shelf of prized possessions. I need to get that, too. I got hung up on Party of Five. No, you watch Babylon 5, you start going off about the fan heads. All right. (laughs) Jen is one of those people that when you give her something and you say, Jen, taste this. I made it. I think it's wonderful. She'll taste it. She's the worst liar in the world. You like it? I think it's very special. (laughs) <laughs> so it's very interesting Jen can't get anything past us so we are going to hopefully put a podcast together that will be more laid back than Polarific Weekly if that's even possible to give you some idea this is the second time we recorded this intro because Richard and I went off on a tangent about The Last Supper so hopefully oh, if you put a TV show in front of us we'll be more restricted uh, we are going to do commentary we are going to do you know, one week we may do a commentary on Heroes, as we're going to do tonight. We're going to do a commentary and discussion of the first episode, which is Genesis of Season 1. Next week, we may come back and discuss... Mr. Darcy. Darcy, or Darthy, as Jen just said, because Jen... Just I said felt... Darcy! You, you said Darcy. I did not. When you, you rewind, it's Darcy. Jen just about... developed a speech impediment. But next week, we <laughs> may come back and discuss Mr. Darcy. I think we should... Uh... <laughs> I think we should discuss the uh, effects of Frito from Godfather on uh, modern literature. And we TV. may do that, and I would I would join in in that discussion if I had any idea what the hell Richard was talking about. We, might. we may come back and discuss those infomercials that play on the Sci-Fi Channel at three o'clock in the morning with the guy with the, with the, with the bald spot who goes on and on about the damn food processor in the in the set it and forget it. Yeah, set, set it and forget it. And, and the blonde woman who's like, tell me how it works. Like, she's not being paid $18,000 to stand there and look like a cabbage head. We may do a <laughs> whole episode on that. We can't forget Farscape. And Farscape. I loaned, Because Farscape I, is I loaned, brilliant. I, is brilliant, and I loaned every Farscape episode to my friend DJ, which I will be getting back You're going to get it back, I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm re-watching it with my husband, and it's so much better. This is like the sixth time we've gone through the whole... Four Seasons and Peacekeeper Wars, and it's amazing. If you have not seen Farscape, because I didn't watch it. I refused to watch it for four years because I'm not going to watch that stupid puppet show. It is incredible. Jen loves the leather. John Crichton in leather leather. was was an orgasmic awakening for Jen, and she's never recovered from it. It's just a good show. It's a very good show. show. It's an awesome show. Uh, The Sopranos, I I have never watched, except for the episode where Tony Soprano's mother, it's the third episode when she runs over her best friend with the car. My father had a heart attack a few years ago before he passed away, and he had to stay home from work for an entire summer, and I left him one morning in his chair right after he got home from his surgery with with a bunch of movies he could watch. And I came home eight hours later, and he was watching the episode where Tony Soprano runs over. It's like his mom drops off her best friend, and she walks in front of the car into the house, and Tony's mother mumbles under her breath something about this bitch of a woman. And he... Oh, this is going to be an explicit podcast, by the way. And he turns around, and, and and she turns around to start backing the car up, but she forgets to put the car in reverse. So... She drives forward and runs her friend over, and her friend goes flipping over the hood of the car. My father sat there for eight hours. Just watch that one moment for eight hours. 
No. I think it killed him. I can't prove it, but I think what? it may have killed him. Right. Well, sorry, was that, was that too dark? Too dark? That's very dark, very dark and angsty and horrible. It's not angsty. It's, it's, that makes what I said sound awful. Well, welcome to I the Pokemon Exchange, everybody. You never know what's going to come next. And by the way, Dad, love you. So what we're going <laughs> to do tonight is, and uh, just actually before I go on, uh, we hope... You will, if you are not joining us because of Potterfic Weekly, we hope you will join our forums, which is actually at potterficforum.com. Potterficforum.com. We will be check there. out our podcast. Check out our other podcast. It's this. It's like this one, but it's it's more regular and it's like eighteen hours long. And it's wonderful. And it's about Harry Potter. It's about Harry Potter. Well, it's partially about <laughs> Harry Potter. Last week it was about weather patterns. Uh, and uh, Richard will be there all the time. He'll be there 24-7 to answer your questions about heroes and to talk to you. And it is like one yeah. of those addictive communities. You will join Powerific Weekly, and when you join the Puff War community and you become one of us, uh, you might as well just move to Montana and, and live in one of those little cluster communities. Where you're no, because that is where Yellowstone is. Okay, Hello? Jen... For those of you who don't know, has a fixation. Okay, Jen believes that the western half of the United States could blow up any day. Now, last night I pre- I predicted an <laughs> earthquake in the United States, and Jen mocked me. She was in the middle of a damn tornado, hanging onto the underside of her desk, and Jen <laughs> mocked me. We woke up this morning to a 5.2 category earthquake in Illinois. I want some damn Which respect. Is why you should respect me when I say that the, the Earth is going to blow up from Yellowstone supervolcano. Or at least no. the United States. Okay. It's going to happen. All right. It's th- it's going to happen. Next week, we'll be watching ID4 uh, with Will Smith, and um, <laughs> Jen will give us her thoughts I, on the end of the world. We should do that one. I like that movie. You see, this is what we love about this thing. We could be talking about heroes now, and then all of a sudden, Jen, you might want to watch something else. Isn't this a wonderful format, Jen? But I can't watch I Love Legend again, because it made my heart cry and bleed. I just can't picture gears in Times Square. Okay, we are going to start now by watching the first episode of Heroes. Now, I have watched 60% of the first season. I've guessed the ending of the season because I am just that good. I've never been wrong, ever. They tell you what the end of the season is in the first episode. Well, that helped. That did help. Uh, For those of you from the Harry Potter fandom, I accurately predicted uh, the Pansy Parkinson was the Am I Going to Die Garden Gnome? And I recently predicted that uh, Draco Malfoy is, in fact, Doc from Back to the Future. So I'm two for two. And uh, let's jump into Heroes and see how I do. So okay, for tell everyone you, how we do it. Oh, we, we do this very well. We have this down to a proven science. We do now because we've done several movie commentaries, which y'all should check out. Now, I have to, I want to first thank Mike from Powerfic Weekly for uh, gifting me for Christmas uh, the first season of Heroes, without which um, I would be sitting here now actually watching the Set It and Forget It guy on Sci-Fi. Uh, unfortunately, for some varied reason, which involves global warming and uh, taxation, uh, some of the episodes of Heroes do not have sound on my DVD player. So we're going to roll with the dice on this one. So it's good with the titles. We, now we have the first uh, season disc in our DVD players, and we are setting yes. the little uh, red shotgun blast on Chapter 1 Genesis. No. You have to go to chapter index. Do we have to do that or else we have... Oh, because we had a problem last time. Jen is, yes, in fact, correct. chapter index. We had a and, bad problem once, everybody. Just trust us in that one if you don't know what we're talking about. So if once y'all are there at the chapter index where it says, like Ryan said, chapter one, Genesis. 
Oh, and that's actually sure... where I was. Now I'm all confused. Oh. I thought I was in the wrong. I was actually there. So she's right. Go to chapter index, chapter one, Genesis. You're going to see uh, Peter in the back of a taxi cab. And um, you're going to point your little remote control. And we're going to go three, two, one, click. And at click, you will click. Wait, we haven't, we haven't done that yet. So. We haven't done it yet. That was just okay, a test. That, that was just a test. That was that was a test of the emergency. <laughs> if you haven't listened to us before, you should now, say that before. You, now caught on. Now that we're quite mad, just go with it. Okay, everyone ready? <laughs> this is the for real one, guys. This is real and still in test mode. Three, two, one, click. The next time I say that, you better click. All right, ready? Okay. Yes. Three, two, one, click. Yay! It turned orange. In Let's recent see, actually, days, uh, seemingly yeah, okay. random group of individuals has emerged with what can only be described as special abilities. Although unaware of it now, these individuals will not only save the world, but change it forever. This transformation from ordinary to extraordinary will not occur overnight. Each story has the beginning. Volume 1 of their epic tale begins here. Dot, dot, dot. The Puffa Exchange is brought to you, the hearing impaired. <laughs> Because, as you know, uh-huh. I love this. Actually, that does make sense. If you're there. blind, you would be listening to podcasts. Okay. And it's his eye. The Earth is his eye. Is that symbolic? No, it's just. I'm not gonna lie to you. The first time I watched this, I thought to myself, "Why is Jess from Gilmore Girls standing on the edge?" Of the I know it's Milo. I was so excited because he is hot. He dated Alexis Bledel for a while. Wait, he was in Gilmore Girls. He was Gil. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he's just the bad. Rory Gilmore, the worst character in the history of the world, um, dated him briefly. I thought Lorelai was pretty awful. Lorelai, I love Lorelai. Oh, Rory, I would kick her ass if I had to date. She annoys me. <laughs> Over the wall, here we go. I have this a question: so- If you had jumped off a building, would you go like head first like that? It's not a swimming pool. Well, it really depends well, think- on what your motivation was. If you're trying to kill yourself, I'm going head first to get that thing over with. But if you're just, I'd be like the one percent of people who would live. Okay, tell me, Richard, is because th- I think you'd probably know his hair is actually real in this episode, but it's okay. not starting in season two. I don't think he got Why tired of it. They cut it off. He he hated it. They cut it off, and it was a wig for the rest of the season. The second season? No, for the, I mean for episode two and on, oh, or okay. episode three and on, I believe. Because I just spoiled everybody who didn't know if he or if he was going to be living the next. Good job. No, she actually didn't. She all she said was that she's only just talking sp- about season one. Jen's doing well. She is. Thanks, she's doing fantastic. Okay, this girl. I wonder about her. Is she special or is she not? I don't know why, but this watching this for the first time, all I could think of was I had difficulty getting into the scene. Because all I could think about, because I was still in, I was still in um, Jess from Gilmore Girls mode, so all I could picture is he's not a nurse, he's an actor, and it just, <laughs> I don't know why, I couldn't picture that particular actor as a nurse. It took See, a while you, have to, you have to, you do have to wonder about Simone DeVoe, considering what we know about her dad, but, well, anyway, that's further down the road. Because, you know. Oh, the scene with the uh, dream? Yeah. I want to just point out how no one acknowledged the point I made that it was a brilliant point I made about, you know, the difficulty of getting into new TV shows and everyone just walked right over it. Yeah, it's not really important. Not a good one. That uh, woman right there on the right looked like Tori from Battlestar Galactica. I think what I really... I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if you notice that 
at the beginning of the season, Mohinder's accent is stronger, but it gets lesser and lesser as it goes. What I like about it is they try to incorporate like all different types of people into this show. Like and it and yet it doesn't feel like token so and so character. It doesn't like, feel like they ran not, affirmative action on it, basically. Well it's not like Charlie from the West Wing. It feels like it's a global <laughs> show. Well no it's on, a global feeling, on, yeah. On, on the West Wing they wanted to have a black character because most of the uh, cast was Caucasian and they decided to make the press secretary um a Jamaican character. But they found a uh, Caucasian actress, uh, Allison Janney, who blew them away. So they wanted to give her the role. And the only role that was left over was the president's assistant who, like, carried his luggage around. And they didn't want it to be the token <laughs> black character being the butler. So in the entire episode, the guy who wanted to hire him said, I'm not sure I'd like the idea of having a black guy, you know, lug the president's luggage around. And they basically said, you know, in this day of age, you know, only a moron would... would Assume still that. think that way. So that was their way of telling the audience to back off, which is kind of cool. You have to love how we're doing a commentary on heroes. I'm still managing to talk about some other genre. Yeah, nobody even talked about my point about Mohinder's accent. How does it guys. feel? I was just going to say, no one talked about my point either. I'm... I haven't noticed it, honestly. I'm gonna When I rewatch the episodes, I will be, have a careful. I think I'm just so taken away because he really is quite handsome. That Isn't it I don't know oh. how he sounds. <laughs> Doesn't this this guy here comes across as is a bit um pushy to me? He's like, you need to let your father go. He died ten minutes ago. He has a bow tie. What Isn't is it this also funny guy? that uh, two prominent Indian professors are speaking in almost perfect English in their home country? That is, is that interesting normal? on this show because they make such efforts to have Hero speak Japanese. Oh, that's true. Did y'all notice that, like, right above their their stair their stairs, right there, there's a cover that they showed while ago, so that they're not getting rained on, but everyone else is. Look oh, at that. Now, I want to <laughs> ask you this: Does Mr. Bennett have like more frequent flyer miles than anyone on the planet? I think the company has a private. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. Around. My best friend's dad has one of those jobs that he's like this weekend he's in London and next week he's in San Francisco. It like I don't know how they have, and it's always first class. So I'm sure that there are jobs that have like special things with the airlines. I don't know. Teleportation. I wish I could teleport. That'd be awesome. I want Peter's power. There's a, there's an expression in government never write down what you can say. Never say what you can wink. In other words, don't leave things around that other people can never use against you. Never <laughs> tell someone off and write. But seriously. This show didn't catch on to that. <laughs> no, it's like he's got the big-ass wall map. with the, I don't know. I think it's cool. I, I, I just want to say, I love the scene right here because it looked so much like it was an artistic choice and either Mr. Bennett was on like the other side of the world and there was a split screen or he was in the other apartment. Yeah. It took me a moment to realize, holy crap, he's four feet away. I love that. He runs over and steals New York before he leaves. I just want to know how oh, he, naive his family has to be for him to be like, yeah, I've got a paper conference in India this week. Gotta it's, like go. t- it's like Tony Soprano. He's in the uh, waste removal business. Yeah, but the the glasses taking- are so symbolic <laughs> to his character. Go, Richard. The whole New York thing, that was uh, pretty indicative of <laughs> what happened to his dad, considering who the New York person was, which I consider to be uh, patient zero, and we can learn more about him later. This is the scene that James was hooked on the no show. Kidding. Big surprise. <laughs> I don't like Allie Larder, though. She's just not... She is what? She doesn't do it for me. Really? Yeah, the yeah. point I'm at in the season with her... 
I thought her character was so much more interesting in the beginning of the season because I didn't know it was it was like her split personality or you know whatever you want to call it, but like you didn't know what was happening to her, you didn't know what the story was. Now it's essentially like she just has you know an evil twin sister living inside her, which is. No, she's schizophrenic. Well, she's schizophrenic, but I think there was more mystery in the beginning. Well, I know, but I'm well, okay. Bro, yeah. I really like it. Is, uh, just pay attention who she's talking to and who we. I know. Them. I love. I thought that was hilarious. That is hilarious. I love how Richard can't watch Battlestar Galactica or the work with this guy's going on sex websites. I life. know. Well, what I don't get is how come loose. Hero. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> how come Hero never notices that, like. Ando is watching it on his iPod and stuff. It's like, Hero. It's Hero. Just surfing. Ando's a tricksy little guy. Hero is just dense. Heroes. Heroes like my favorite character. What are the things on the shelf there? I always like looking around the scene. Like, what is that head off. thing? Oh, it's okay. a nutcracker. Oh. Oh. Okay. Does anybody else, I mean, I know we're kind of talking ahead, but does anybody else really sort of get bored with the whole Nikki, Micah, uh, what's his name? Uh, her husband. Black guy? Yeah, at the point I'm at, just, I don't you know, know, I'm at the, I'm at I the don't point where she's, where she's in a padded room and her therapist wants to talk to Jessica. Oh, and yeah. You, you know what the thing is with this plotline? If you take out just the Nikki plotline, and you remove, you know, obviously the fact where she kills people and, you know, her evil twin sister, you know, <laughs> leaves the, buys her a car and leaves the shovel out in the middle of the desert. It'd make a great lifetime original movie, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated <laughs> with this kid. I think he has so much potential and so many, so many more things that he can do than we've seen thus far. It's a great well, like, see, His skill kind of goes over top of uh, the skill that Hannah has. She's not a real big character, but... Do you, yeah. I don't want to talk about too far, but... She, uh... Yeah, his skill and her skill are pretty similar. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, his character really fascinates me, though, and his maturity over his... his I'm I'm sorry to interrupt here. With guys at the door who are going to kick the door in and and totally beat the crap out of your stuff, she really had time to get dressed there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, these guys aren't waiting around for her to leave. They kick the door off the hinges. I mean, you know what I mean? They're not like, okay, go get ready. Come on now. We can look past Baltar surviving a nuke. We can look past that. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, this speaking is- of, don't, don't put into writing what you can say. Like, of course I didn't tell my boss to go F himself. Like, he completely misunderstood me. You don't put things in writing because they will come back to haunt you. Do not videotape yourself jumping off of the top. I like that this is the first real power that we actually see, that it's this girl, and, oh. But you know what's so funny is she screams every single time she falls. Well, no, the fact that he's running over, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, since she's already done this seven times. (laughs) Well, I'm talking about, Richard, like, in the future, when this, when they do this again, and she screams again. Like, I'm it just reminds like, why me of, like, screaming? She doesn't do that having, in season two. It reminds me of Hermione having everyone like write down their name under the Dumbledore's army thing so that when Umbridge steals it, <laughs> like you know, she'll have a list of all the conspirators. It's just like, videotape yourself. Well, I guess I meant at the end of season... The end of season one, she does it again. Yeah. She in season two, when 
the Hollywood sign thing. That was yeah. Even, yeah. Yeah. I like the. I really like the music. I the music. I think awesome. what's got a good soundtrack is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I was just yeah. There. He's pretty good. Here's a. Oh, I love that. I want to make a. Can I, I have tell a plug you? The, for you. I'm sorry. Just sorry. No, go ahead. I was just saying, I got the Heroes graphic novel. It's really fantastic. Yeah, I should go and get it. The man. Charlie, the book. No, not that one. I'm talking about the graphic oh. novel. I just I got the, the Charlie book too. The actor oh, who yeah. plays Nathan, they get yeah. the best shots out of him. Like the yeah, shot right there when he looked up. Like they get. And I have a question now. He like I'm a political science major. He is like in hard ass campaign mode, fighting for every vote early in the season. But somewhere around like disc three, like. Like, I'm waiting for them to, like, you know, his mom to go to his house and he's sitting on the couch, you know, watching Oprah. Like, he he, does, he seems to have a lot of free time in the middle of the day, come the middle of the season. He's got really, uh, he's got really good aids. They do a lot of his work. Yeah, that that kind of, uh-huh. that seems a little jarring to me. I'm like, aren't you running? Where do something? they get all their money? Do they ever describe, like, why the mom rides around in a limo and why they're... Dead. The Charlie's so are famous lawyers. No, is he the district attorney? Oh, okay. I, his dad I, I, was. Dad was district attorney, and he was some. He was a he was a defense attorney for a long time. That's how he got most of his money. That's how they got loaded. Do you know the DA for Man, the DA for New York City? I don't know if it's Manhattan or New York City, but the DA is like eighty nine years old, and he's been in office since Hoover. You know what I really liked about no their cares. relationship? People don't care. No one cares. I don't know. So. All right, go ahead. But no, I like that they showed that they're brothers. Like, I don't think that siblings are portrayed very well very often, especially of the same-sex siblings. Yeah. And I really like their relationship. Like, well, they fight, and they get pissed the hell off at well, each other. My, well, Milo's almost 30 now. He's like He's got to be 29. He seems huh. so much younger than Nathan. So he does. much younger. But, yeah, but Adrian Pazdar is like... like- Forty-three or something, right? Yeah, something he, like that. He, he looks well, really but good. you're looking at a character who's like on top of the world, like he's on top of everything. He's very organized well, versus the guy who doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. Well, this actress, what's her name? The actress who plays Claire Hayden Pantieri. She is actually yeah, Hayden. Hayden. She is actually the age of her character. She's not like a twenty-year-old playing a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, she's eighteen. And she isn't there a rumor that she is actually um, my, dating Milo? She's dating Milo, and they like live together, and she's like, I hope so. I don't think it's true, but I that would be really cute. Yeah, let's talk but about this character. I, I can't think of the character's name right now. Zach. 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 He was originally gay. Oh. His character, was he really? His character was, right in this, as this was filmed, his character was gay, and they make many references to him being gay, and he at one point acknowledges he was gay, and then the actor and his agent refused to do it because they didn't want to harm his future career, so the character becomes straight after that. But if you Maybe watch, it was a... Um, what do they call the term when somebody's really bisexual but they turn out to be they try to pretend like they're gay or whatever I don't no, know there's One a scene because their- I actually looked it up thinking oh that's great they have an openly gay character on the show because he acknowledges he is gay in like the second or third episode so I thought that was an interesting retcon I want a clock that's got the Japanese hands on it like that Hilo looks okay. so badly constipated during most of these episodes so did y'all <laughs> see what was on the computer screen I didn't oh was it the uh it's what's on the comic book cover. The Flying Later Man on. thing? This In is, it? Or is it like, Hero? This is like Hero trying, Hero trying to poop. <laughs> yeah, he's a little constipated. <laughs> he looks so constipated. <laughs> what I like about this character is this is a guy who like had a real job at ILM. 
I just really appreciate that this this guy is an actual living genius. Like the actor is really a genius with an IQ of like 170 or something, 180. Like it's inc- he's crazy oh, wow. smart. Yeah, and he actually worked at ILM, so he did all the special effects for movies and stuff before auditioning for this role. Um, and he became an actor after all of this. But he really is an honest to god Amer- uh, genius. Well, it's like Gina Davis; she's a genius. I mean, there's oh, many. Christ. Oh Christ! Really? Come on. She is. She's absolutely. Genius. She was in a league of their own. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, she's oh, she's pretty too. What um, yeah, she's she's mental. What um, what does Hero do for a living, Ashley? I never caught that. Who? Hero. What does he do for a living? He's in. He's a. He's a. He's at the bottom of the, this big company. Well, because in Japan, when you work for a company, you work there for life. Well, you find. I love this. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. This guy's watching porn at his desk, but let's punish Hero. Great. Very well, we good. can't. That's one of those things, Ryan, that you find out later after the episode that you're on. The one after. It's right there. He's watching porn at his desk. And I think he's got Vista. <laughs> Oh, maybe he has a. Does he have a power and no one can see his porn or something? Don't tell me. What? No. (laughs) See, okay, look at the cover of the comic. It's the same thing that was on Hero's desktop. Yeah, but that. Don't see that? that, Yeah, it is, but the cover itself isn't actually. I mean, the comic, the title is relative, but the the cover isn't. I think he needs a better business plan here. So you make a $25,000 donation to a company without a written contract of what you will get for the $25,000. That's bad staff work. I can't believe she did that. I mean, that's stupid. It is stupid. I, 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 drive, I refuse to drive over the Tobin Bridge because there's a $3 toll, so I drive like an hour out of my way. That would, no, I don't. Wait, <laughs> well, much, Allie Louder just has a tendency to play stupid characters. I mean, can anybody remember Final Destination 1 and 2? No. Ah. Was she in the first two? Yes. Uh-oh. I, I like the first one. When she got killed on the second one, I was I was very cheerful. Uh, that was my Devon Sawa phase. Did you see Idle Hands? That was good too. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, where he has to cut his hands off and no. Man, she's a little tough girl right here, but he's not going to take any crap off her. She should have just like, switched next- to Jessica mode and kicked him through the wall. That'd have been awesome. She should have tried. I don't know, dressing up to look nice instead of looking like. Trash. Yeah, that's interesting that she actually can't. Well, she actually did have to run out of the house because her home was invaded. Oh, that's right. Although she she, could have shut up in lingerie. All right. Hey, it's mom from Picket Fences. Who stole socks at this point? She's rich. Now, you know that Nathan has been an absolute ass to Peter his entire life because no one recognizes the fact that Nathan's just under stress or maybe this is, you know, he's been great to Peter for years and now all of a sudden he's just being an ass because he's a little nervous. This has been Nathan his entire life. Mm -hmm. And Peter either has to have extremely low self-esteem. but I don't think that's it. I don't think Peter has low self-esteem. He takes more than a lot of other people would. I would have well, no, it's, it's, in a long time. I think he just understands his brother more. No, it's sibling. You don't have a, you don't have a sibling. It's so it's so sibling. One of the kids does is the super um, involved, care, you know, person. But he does, and then the other sibling doesn't really get as involved. They're more a homebody. No, but they He's don't the fight. Homebody. Siblings fight. I know enough about siblings to know that siblings fight, and Peter and Nathan well, yeah. don't fight. They do fight. It's they just fight maturely. Well, are you watching this show, Ryan? 
Uh-huh. They do fight. <laughs> well, they... As it goes on, but... Well, yeah, they do fight, but I do get that. They're but, fighting in the first episode. But it seems like there are many... They, they do... There's some degree of fighting, but... I don't know. Maybe it's just Peter's character is very different from who I am. I don't let people get away with anything. It seems like there's so many points that Peter should stick up for himself that he doesn't. That's the only point. But he does. I mean, he does deck him. I mean, he obviously... I think that just goes to show, like, the complexity of their relationship, though, because, I mean... I think Peter picked his fights. Maybe. I'll point out examples <laughs> if I see him as they come. How about that? Okay. That'll be good. <laughs> I love Richard. It- Are you watching the same show as the rest of you know, they did say that, uh, well, it's hard not to talk about future stuff right now. I know. Because I have a I huge theory what, about I am going offline for a moment to allow them to talk about future stuff. Please page me when you're Yes, ready. okay. Okay. What do you think Angela Petrelli's power is? <sighs> I think you and I have talked about this on the threads a bit. I think that her power is, um, pro, uh, prof, pro, what's the word? Prophecies? Prophecy? Prophetic dreams. I think that was yeah because I think that's her power. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Is that what you think too? Uh, didn't I change your mind a bit? Because I pretty well, sure. Well, no, because I said it could be this <laughs> or this or this, and you were like, I don't think it's this and this, and I was like, okay, we agree that it could be this. Yeah, I think it's the dreams because they said that you know, like I put in a thread if everybody wants to go to the site and read, but that um, he exhibited her power. She hasn't done it, but Peter, because he leeches everybody else's power has used it, so... And this is the only thing that sticks out, because it's said that his power is taking other people's power. He doesn't have an original one, so that prophetic dream thing would not be his, but we haven't met anybody else who has prophetic dreams. Right. So it's got to be Angela. We can probably tell tell Ryan to come. Well, and they (laughs) told us that before Season 2 came out that we have seen her power already in Season Mm -hmm. 1. So we know we've seen it and that's the only thing that hasn't really been accounted for that Peter has. Exactly. Okay, I'm telling him to come back now. Okay. Now, this, you know, all I have to admit that I don't like all these non-characters that she keeps going to. Yeah, she has like help. a super huge support network. I know. I'm like, she's always in trouble, but Someone she's reminds got all these me of Grace under people. fire, doesn't she? Like- oh, yeah. Like, who are all these free babysitters, and why? <laughs> why does she use them more? Yeah, I, was, get I, was th- I was thinking about my comments about Peter and Nathan. I think that Peter worships Nathan to a degree that Nathan doesn't deserve by the way he treats Peter. The, actually, that's sort of said later in the season. Yeah. Well, I think Angela says it, actually, but I've watched the season like four times, so. <laughs> and the supporter friend says... Ugh, you're crazy, but I'll watch your kid anyway for free, like I always do, even though I'm a non-character. Even though the mob is looking for you and your kid, yeah, he can say it. I know, life. yeah, sure. Hey, but Micah can get her free pay-per-view, though. <laughs> it would be like, if you're going to wear a jacket, put it on right, quit looking all skanky-like, on purpose. She looks like, to me, she looks... What the well, boots? Stupid. Where are they, aren't they from, uh, they're from California, right? I just right? want to throw out here, doesn't this scene, like... It, it screams soundstage to me. Well, not soundstage, but it screams. This? It, it screams like amusement park ride. It doesn't seem. Um, 
Yeah, that fire looks a little yeah. crazy to be authentic. It's a little bit, you know, yeah. but it's dry. There probably had been a lot of rain. It it could happen. Question, uh, where Nikki is based out of, what, Nevada? Yes. Do you think her hair burns ever? Can she go it bald does. and grow it back, like, a, you know? Well, the question I have is why don't her clothes burn off her? They do in places. That's true. Just nothing risque because she is, at this time, illegal. Well, when they had the, the whole house thing, when Ted was, oh, God, I guess Ryan hasn't got that far again. Ugh, you disappoint me. But she gets really, really, really messed up in that one fire. So, yeah. 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 That was actually really cool special effects. Well, we don't know enough about it, but for example, there's no oxygen, but she can still breathe. I like that she's on fire, but... I know, and she's still pulling him along. Like, why isn't he catching fire, too? You guys are focusing on the wrong part of this. You know what, though? My dad has been... He works with fire, um, and they really do tackle you down like this. It's... So I was I was happy that it was very accurate of they the really will but you know they would never do that because if you were burned your skin would be burned into your skin and they would have just ripped her arm open yeah the, the clothes would like be that would burned. never happen and she just runs away ah! I, I like though that they are focused on her burns but nobody sees her face. They can't recognize who it is later. No, on. they do recognize her, but she says no. They her. don't. The co- they do not. That I, other girl I, says no, I did. No, they pick her. They they say they think it's her though, but the other girl steps forward. Okay. This actually looks exactly like Danielle, my fiance's apartment in Brooklyn. No, just kidding. It looks nothing like Danielle's apartment in Brooklyn. Hers is cleaner. Jen this has- one, they need a house cleaner here. Doesn't this guy look really skeezy? What's his shirt say? No future. Oh, that was a really great. Um, we have to do an employment review to confirm that you're a credit monitoring check. Um, yeah, I, I drive a taxi. Okay, I'll get you the keys. Uh, okay, now what is the deal with the roaches and Siler later on? Because I haven't figured that out yet. I don't know. Which, I don't even know what you mean. Every time, I'm not joking. Every Siler time we see Siler's character, he there's a roach. You haven't noticed that. I don't think that's well. You gotta. I remember they seen him one in the in the company when he was locked up, but I don't know if there's any other. No, there is. There is. I'll point him out. As James and I've been watching this show, and I've been like there and there and there. Like you notice him a lot more when you look for them. At first, I thought Mohinder was gonna go down and pick up the roach he just stepped on, but. <laughs> so- I'm assuming Mr. Bennett hasn't gone in there yet because there's a tape that says Siler on it laying in the middle of the floor. Bennett left, remember, because... I want that painting right there. Which one? So Bennett never got there to... Bennett never searched that apartment? Apparently not. Not thoroughly, anyway. Well, he's got the one with the corporate jet. This guy had to go coach. You think he could have beaten him back? Uh, Who does the paintings for for the movie? I can tell you, it's actually on this book. I forget the name, but this the guy who does it, I want one of his paintings. And I hate that they're not, as far as, are they making prints to sell to the public, or are they only auctioning off the originals? As to that, I, I cannot Because that's the Tim painting Sale, I want. Tim Sale, by the way. Yeah, Tim Sale. He's really awesome. And you know, he's colorblind. He only does the black and white drawings, and someone else does the coloring. 
colorblind artist. FYI, yeah. Hmm. Well, my best friend who works at Pixar can't see red and green. He has to label them. How is that possible? Because aren't everything on the TV just shades of red and green and blue? Well, shades, to, but... To him, can. but he he sees it in, in different colors, but it works out. I, I don't know how he does it. It's incredible. I think Isaac is an undervalued character. I love Isaac in this in this show. I really am hoping that they'll go back in time and we'll get to see more of him in the future. I doubt they will. I don't really... Because I, mean, I, I agree. Nice. It would be nice, but I don't, I don't see any real reason, reason why they would, except to throw us a bone. I liked his character a lot. Although, I was tired of him and, and Simone, their relationship. I was sick of it. At well, the end. It, gets, it gets whiny. Well, I'm just like... Her. You hate her? Yes. She's kind of a whore. <laughs> exactly! She's a trifling kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she did try... I mean, there's only so much begging you can get a drug addict to stop doing drugs. Before, you know? And she did try, and she did save his life quite a few times, so she's not a total bitch, but... but it's well, like, she does a much better job in EODs than Peter does. Pe- like, Peter's like the nurse. Peter the nurse. <laughs> she's the one providing all the medical care, while Peter's like, ooh, paintings. You could just have uh, John Travolta come in and shoot him with adrenaline in the chest, like in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> they do that on Smallville, too. Do they really? Yes. In one episode. So he spends half of his political capital, capital Ryan. to remind voters of the fact that his mother did not steal socks. Ryan, I gotta tell you this. What? This is BSG, but you know, I, I told you how I was spreading BSG to all my friends. Yep. My friend just sent me an IM in all caps. He said, Kane just got capped! <laughs> oh, if any of our listeners haven't seen that episode, he was kidding just there. Kidding. <laughs> don't listen if you don't want to hear what happens in Metal Star Club. We'll put a disclaimer. Yeah, we'll put a disclaimer. If you want to know what happens, any fandom, don't don't listen. And if you watch, if you watch Razor, you get to see it again and again and again. I just like the difference in their costumes because if y'all notice, um, Peter's wearing Superman colors. Is that symbolic? Could it be symbolic? No, I think if it was, it'd be Nathan (laughs) wearing all things considered. You think? Yeah. He is the one that flies. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you know what I just realized? Aren't I editing this episode and won't I hear <laughs> I want a messenger bag like Peter has. We're going to have to delay this episode until I can watch the We rest. call that a man purse, actually. I have is a man really purse. Is it really called a man purse? No, I have no. a man purse. I bring a man purse with me everywhere. I bring my laptop. I bring heroes. Call a messenger bring a bag. I do. Pizza well, guys. I, here, a messenger bag is a, is a purse. I bring a change of clothes. He's got a very nice tie. I want to buy that tie for James. It's a very handsome tie. That's why I want to be your congressman. Because life isn't fair and there's nothing I can do about it. I love that he has, like, the lazy stubble. Like, he's just such a laid-back character. He's got to be a Republican. In the beginning. No, he's Democrat. Have you seen the future episodes yet, Ryan? Where they go into the future? No. Sorry. I just love I love future Peter. I've seen the past. And who's that guy? Depressing me. Make me. She's very brown at that moment. Like her jacket matches her hair. I would have done a different color choice on her. She looks so pretty in 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 red. Lady, I've I've 
taken 26 yeah. trips to New York City in the past year. I've only ridden in one cab for two blocks, and it was the most frightening experience of my <laughs> life. If I could only have gotten this guy as my cab driver that I could look back and s- stare up into the sky, it would have been wonderful. I know. <laughs> Instead, I I'm like, don't I kill me. I want all of my taxi drivers to have doctorate twirled degrees. Well, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> my, make- I'm pretty sure my cab driver was an Al-Qaeda terrorist, but... <laughs> Mine was just so stupid. <laughs> Jen, tell our listeners who may not be familiar the line that you screamed to your cab driver as he was doing <laughs> 70 miles an hour down Danielle Street. This is a residential area! <laughs> yeah, oh, it was a little fright. I like this because these two characters will eventually become friends. And how funny. How it's kind of sad in a way when it's like, yeah, I have a doctorate in genetics and I'm a super smart guy but why couldn't he get a a a job at a university or something like this is lame I think he has freedom and being like okay I want to sell cigarettes (laughs) he needs his nights off (laughs) he has more freedom to do what he wants during the day and he probably can make his own hours and stuff I guess well didn't his father die doing the exact same thing maybe you should try something yeah it's like I'm going to be like my dad today. Well, and don't that. you have to go to school and like get certified to be a taxi driver? Like, Did he what? just do that in a spare time? What? I mean, you can't just say, look, I have a driver's license. I'm going to be a taxi driver I'm pretty today. Sure I'm, I'm pretty sure my... Yeah, pretty much it. Class no, or that, no, no. Like, what? How to swear at people? My taxi driver, I don't <laughs> think he could... I think he was literally blind. You think? Yes, he couldn't see anything. Okay, can I just tell you that this is why the Japanese are beating us? Um, this is freaking awesome. I'm so jealous about this. Why can't you... I love the I love the thought process. Let's do jumping jacks and let's do proper calisthenics, but let's not take our suit jackets off while we do it. <laughs> well, it's pro- maybe it's good weather there. I don't know. They're at their desks not wearing their suit jackets. Come on. Oh. Great music d- for this scene. We do need to have an exercise time, like a universe, like an American... Today? Do they have to go with the stereotypical Indian cab driver thing, though? I mean, really? This is a big moment, the eclipse. It's very... Everyone, they're all seeing it. Are they on train tracks? They are, On the ground? Or were they up, like, on, like, a ridge? Like... I think it was raised, but it wasn't necessarily, like, trestles or anything. technically, if we saw an eclipse in the United States... They would not see the same eclipse at the same time in Japan. Is that correct? That would be correct, yes. So, this is not well, Also, in Battlestar Galactica, in the episode Home, you would not see all of the constellations at the same time when they were in the Tomb of Athena. But you know what? Works <laughs> I like this. Before your house has been burglarized, before you check to make sure the burglars are gone, let us look at the eclipse. But luckily, the burglar will be so stupid, he'll be looking for Doritos. This is very Pulp Fiction right here to me when the, she comes in and the burglars are still there just like hanging out and eating. Did you did you guys see Pulp Fiction? I you? haven't, no. I haven't. I, I've seen parts of it. Well, my house is burglarized earlier this year. I fortunately searched my house with only my cell phone as a weapon. <laughs> Pulp Fiction, Bruce Willis comes in his place and John Travolta's He's making so- a sandwich. I love how the oh, guy is still pop. eating. I love that. The guy is still eating. I love oatmeal cream paws, man. He's still got the box right there. Those are the best. They're good. That's the one my mom used to put in on my lunches for dessert when, I, when she made my lunches when I was a kid. 
Jen, did you have a thing, actually, a hard time believing Linderman was inherently a bad person later in the season? Um, I, no, because I had a hard time believing that he was a good person. I, I felt that he was an, a, a misunderstood character because I didn't understand how someone with such a good gift could be so evil and do so many evil things. Like, I'm fascinated with why that bunch of people suddenly went bad. About, like, Monroe and all those people? Uh-huh. Well, see, I'm it's really, really curious about that. I think, really that's what's, I, I think that's what season three is going to be about. No, I think. Well, it's, I'm gonna chime in oh. here. I, I I don't feel spoiled with anything. I haven't met Linderman yet, but I'm just so fascinated because he seems to be so, all characters kind of dance around this this one unknown character for so long. Now, the question you should ask yourself is: Are they dancing around, or are they being orchestrated? True. That's actually becomes very clear at the end because, well, yeah. anyway. I like that, that shot of the, Jessica right there. It's like a confused look. It's not anger. It's not. Disappointment. It was. It was like almost confusion. Or I just want to know how the actors get into scenes like this. So, like, okay, you're gonna uh, beat this woman and attempt to rape her, and well, I like the plot device with the camera. They're taking the camera because they want to have a memento, and the camera becomes a plot device later when we want to know what happened. I love Hero. He's he's my favorite character. He has to be everyone's favorite character. His whole oh my god, flying man, all that. Yeah, hands his above your head exclamation gets kind of old, though. No, not to me. That's his character. Well, He's the hope. With, the thing with he, he is hope, and the thing with hero is that you know, like when you get into these mindsets, if you have a gift, don't tell anyone you have the gift. He's like walking up and down the street. I can bend space and time. I know. I thinks he's oh. crazy though. Like Star Trek. See, he brings up Star. I love this look of him right here. He's like, yeah, look at me. I am hero. What's funny is the guy who, who the guy who plays. <laughs> look at him standing there. That's the exact position Tonks took in, in Order of the Phoenix when she fought. <laughs> it is. It is. But uh, interesting tidbit: the guy who plays Andrew does sucks. not speak Japanese. He doesn't. He doesn't. He has to learn it every script. Are you serious? That's awesome. They, serious. Found, they found a Japanese actor who doesn't speak Japanese. And and Hero actually translates his own lines. The actor. Hold on. Did you say Hero doesn't speak Japanese? No, or... Ando. Ando, okay. Ando. I'm sorry, I thought you said the actor played... An- I thought you said the Hero, the actor, didn't speak Japanese. Well, like they it. said in the beginning that they tried to translate it to Japanese for him, mm-hmm. and that it was too proper, and so he had to retranslate it to where it was more like current slang. Uh, it meant the same thing. So it just came to the point where he translates his lines the every actor, week. The actor who played Hero did. The actor. The actor okay. who does it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they give him English lines, and he... Yes, he puts them in Japanese. You know, this is actually what can <laughs> encouraged me to try to learn Japanese. I don't understand boys' fascinations with women's bathroom. I mean, that, everybody that, knows what that, goes that, on that, in there. That disturbs <laughs> me a little bit. But one thing I just <laughs> want to say is we just finished recording um, over at Powerific Weekly... Um, our review of a chapter where Ron pretends to be drunk to get away from some muggles, so he starts um, singing. What did he sing? Jen, do you remember? It, it like picture Ron Weasley singing "Backstreet Boys" in the middle of a bar. It just oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the song it now cr- that it you just say it. Me up. it. Just reminded me that. Okay. What happens? She's waking up. There's blood and gore and dead people, and she has no recollection. She just decided to take a quick nap. 
to avoid oh. Well, the thing that... Happy Severed, that's pretty awesome. I was much yeah. more interested... What was Severed? It was Severed in half. What was much more interesting, um... Before we find out that she's schizophrenic, is, like, moments like this, where she's in the car watching the tape, and all of a sudden she jumps and she's in the parking lot wearing something different. Like that, like that things. was kind of weird. Like I didn't suspect, I didn't see that coming. Stuff like that, I thought was great. That really pulled me into the story. Whereas later on, it, it felt very boring. He's been in this taxi a really long time. Not really. His bill must be like eighty bucks. I was in the same taxi for three blocks, and I felt like it was the same <laughs> time. Yeah. yeah, I had to ride it for ten miles each way. It was terrifying. It doesn't matter if you have like your freaking PhD. You always know how to make the ride last long. Here's a question: When did he learn the streets? <laughs> <laughs> he's a genius, obviously. Oh, he's got a Tom Tom in the car. Come on. Can I tell you, I have a Tom Tom, and it's very annoying. I think I'm going to get lost going to New York. Ooh, deep. <laughs> My Tom Tom gets me lost. No, Ooh, he's it's... in New York City. Why do you think he searched the apartment and get the Siler tape? Because it was a setup. <laughs> Richard's trying to humor me, and he's like, okay, Ryan's just not getting it, obviously. I mean, Those glasses. It's, it's, it comes in clear later that HRG got in this cab intentionally. With he knows exactly who Suresh is. Oh, really? Okay. Well, it's difficult to tell because so many of the characters seem to be either interrelated or they run into each other. It's like it almost seems predestined that all these people are bound to come into contact with each other. And they're all attractive. They're all. I know you never have the four hundred pound sumo wrestler here. <laughs> All these people are attractive. Or the hero with like a broken nose that bends a little bit to the right. I love that he still manages. Like you, you could he got swerved. Come on, he was aiming. For that I guy. know. Those attempted Bye! murders. Yeah, go into the alley. See, like that was where I had to walk last night alone in the dark. That's frightening. Can I just tell you that's something that would happen to me? I would tell my cab driver, like, "How are you today? You look like someone I know." And he would pull over into an alley and run for his life. She has the dog at the dinner table. Who has a problem? Hygienic is that? That's awful. I know. Oh, did you did you did you notice the line that Siler said later on when he's in the house and he's like, "There's more pictures of the dog here than there is," or not Siler? It's got the. The other guy, the other two guys that come in, Parkman and Sprague. Yeah, and they're I, like, "There's more pictures here of the dog than there is of their own kids." Don't get me, don't tell me if I'm wrong or not. I'm just making an observation because I know that um, Mr. Bennett has his wife's memory altered frequently. I'm wondering if like she's had it altered one too many times, and she's now like a permanent simpleton obsessed with her damn dog. No, not she doesn't not have any real breakdown from simple. that for a while. Okay. Yeah. I you know, I really don't like what they, they to me I I had that same opinion and then like they do one episode and it's like, "Oh, she's not stupid." And so I was confused by her character a little bit. I like the scene here. That was deep. I know, that was profound. She's like, I was being serious. And they're on the table or having dinner or breakfast or whatever. The poor brother. He's such the left out character of this family. I wouldn't be so upset if like the dog was like a beagle or something relatively attractive. <laughs> it's like the stupid now dog. Now it's supposed to be this fluffy, stupid dog. Actually, my chihuahua looks similar to that dog. Your chihuahua looks like a moron. All right. She's a fat That's not nice. Come on. I do that. She I mock her chihuahua. <laughs> Don't we know by Harry Potter by now that people are really weird about their pets? 
Come on. I love my dogs. He's laughing. I love this. I'm under arrest. Hero has my favorite line in the whole series. I don't know when it comes in, but... I don't, I don't want to say okay, it now. I don't want to break anything. But now you're a pervert. He, he just now you're a pervert. You the best lines. Hilarious. Yay! We seem to have lost Richard here in real time. Everybody, we'll get him back. I love that yogurt. Eh? We're Japanese. He <laughs> really looks. I mean, he's when he's talking to him, he's like looking away from him or looking down, like he's mildly autistic or something. Well, I like the way the hero <laughs> walks. He always he walks just a little he's a little off in everything he does and I think it's great. Well, he's like this little nerd guy. Which makes All right, him so Now, let's point out here. Now, let's let's take now let's step for a moment outside of the fact that this is, you know, a, a sci-fi series. Let's look at this from the perspective of concerned girlfriend and wait for it, healthcare professional. Well, technically, she's making him do something illegal. No, let's watch. Now, if you're a doctor and you're driving down the highway and you see someone spasming on the sidewalk, you you are ethically bound to go over and help them. Now, I know many police officers. But he's just a nurse. I know many police officers who are who are frightened to death of that because they call it the ABCs, ambulance before cruise, or they don't want to have to administer, you know. Healthcare. Well, they're not trained. For well, they're, well, they're somewhat trained for it, but they don't want the liability. But this is a healthcare well, professional. He's a nurse. He should be there to act and help people. Let's see how he does. Oh, and apparently there was a lawsuit from the maker of this garbage disposal because their name was visible in the scene, and they actually sued. So they had to re- they had to pull the episode from iTunes and they had to re-release. Why would you do that with the name scrubbed? If you look, there'll be no name on this garbage disposal. I would be proud that they would be using it. As a yeah, but, yeah. Buy buy my garbage disposal. Your hand will get knobbed off if you accidentally drop something. Well, this if you drop just... something in there and turn it on anyway, your hand's gonna get screwed no, up. The, you could see the name right there. Why couldn't she have just turned it off? This, I mean, this is her own stupidity and grossness. I think she did it on purpose a little bit. That's and nasty. mom is totally oblivious. Like, my mother is more observant. She would have noticed that well, if my noise, hand was noise, if blowing else. back up. Well, do you <laughs> ever notice that even though Claire has, you know, like, okay, some things, like, the, you know, the autopsy was a little bit of a, you know, something no one else would have come back from, but Claire almost dies, like, five times every day. Like, she's walking yeah. down the street and someone bumps into her and, you know, she has to pull, like, the <laughs> stick out of her brain. Like, if I were Claire, I would live in a bubble because she, like, there's, like, I understand being killed, you know, being shot at, you know, if she were, like, the there's The football some, tackle. No, she did the football tackle. And there's another that was one. Awesome. The she, football tackle. she almost dies, like, another time. It's like she... Yeah, she does quite a lot, but she sa- she makes comment to it. She's like, "I've I've died a couple of times. It's no big deal." Well, that's really fine for her because they have a they have a resurrection ship right outside of Earth. Exactly. She, she wakes up in a pu- she wakes up in the pool of goo. Wait, heroes are not Cylons. She's the twelfth Cylon. 
Her hand is perfect now. Where did all the blood go? Okay, anyway. Back into her body. Duh. Back goes. <laughs> Just absorbed <laughs> right back in. Sorry. Blood transfer fusions by osmosis. Well, I'm just saying, like, in the beginning... Ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, in the beginning, when she had to push her ribs back in, her shirt had blood all over it, so... I don't know. Why does she have to push her ribs back? I mean, if everything's supposed to go back together... Well, if you remember, okay. when she's when she's um, nearly raped, she is unconscious until the stick is pulled out of her. What grade is she? Okay, because I don't remember greeting my dad like that after the age of nine. Sixteen uh, is what like, she's <laughs> Daddy's home. Daddy. It didn't become junior. such a big deal when I was in high school. Okay, the one thing I don't get about the scene here is when the <laughs> clock starts moving, the people really don't. And let's just watch it. What I thought would have been really cool is as the clock Visit starts New York. moving back. I've been there. If the clock starts moving back, wouldn't you expect, or forward, wouldn't you expect the people to be moving He looks sort of drugged right now. Quickly. Look, he's constipated. Eh? Now, I have recently been to Times Square. And I have to say, if, I, if I had seen Heroes before that, I would have had a moment like this. I wanted this with I, confetti. I also would have been hit by a car. There's no confetti. I didn't see that be- that that thing right behind him, that middle of the sidewalk thing. Yep, that was there. That was actually where the um, that. that's where the army recruiting center that got um. Oh, okay. Bombed. That had its door damaged. Yes. Now let us watch for the healthcare professional to work his magic. <laughs> yeah, but he's a recent graduate the- though. He was under pressure. He didn't understand. Well, let's see. Let's see how <laughs> that like, goes. This guy's druggy. He has identified the patient. He is beginning sorry, to admit. In, he is administering he first aid. Yeah. Ooh, something shiny. And well, if you saw a picture of yourself, you would be a little weirded out too. Like your deepest, darkest secret, which is what this is. And unfortunately, you won't be able to ask the man who drew it why he did it, what he thought, or what's going to happen to you, because unfortunately, you let him bleed out. She's just now calling 911. I mean, that's why she went and got Peter. Like, whose responsibility is this? Hers. She should have called 911 in the beginning. No, I don't think she knew he was in this yeah. situation. When she went and got wow. Peter, he wasn't having such a drastic situation. Peter, he can help with the morphine. Told you I hate her. I like that his hair is all up. Ew. That is an incredible painting. I love painting. that. Well, I would love to have that in a huge wall size. Well, I have one more trip to New York to make. After that, I'll be more comfortable with that painting. Right now, it's kind of like you're about to get bombed. Until September or October, when I come up there and we all go see Equus. This is true. Yes. See what? Jen's apparently taking Danielle and I to New York to see Dan Radcliffe's penis. <laughs> of course, it's so stupid. It's like the worst play ever, anyway. I love his uh, monologues here. Yeah. To me, though, I don't know. Like, have y'all 
I've been on skyscrapers. Like it terrifies me to even look over the edge. He's like standing up there. <laughs> well, when I usually when I go to them, usually there's some type of um, well, great bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To stop this kind of thing. See, such a great brother. What do you want? I have to admit, though, that I was um, I was happily impressed with the brother's twist here. I didn't see this one coming. Oh, I didn't see this one coming at all. And I thought that was cool. The poor little cell phone just died. He's got to buy another one. The reason about Nathan being cold, though, I think it's because Peter, as far as Nathan's concerned, has been acting really weirdly. So... What I want to know is how long has it been since Nathan first found out that he's been able to fly? Like, how long has he Well, I'm thinking when his... Car accident? When he flew out of his car. Yeah, but how long has that been? Uh, Is that been three months? Three months. Three months. So why is Peter so slow on the uptake of power? Why is Peter so slow on? Like everybody else seems to just be now figuring out their powers, but Nathan's had his for like six months. Like why? If it's eclipse related, I don't understand that. Really, it's not really eclipse. Well, (laughs) well, season two. I mean, that doesn't. It sort of is. This I did not mm. see at all. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you have Nathan so obviously in denial, trying to forget everything, but he actually looks upon Peter as though he's almost like a freak. So you you wonder how much of it is him trying to make Peter more normal and how much of it is is he's just trying to protect Peter from what he knows he is. It's interesting. Why couldn't he fly down and capture him again? Like, why did he just stay up there? Like, it seemed almost as though Nathan couldn't fully control his flying ability, but in later episodes, we absolutely see him control it. So, I don't... I don't know. Well, you wonder if he's flown since the car accident, or at least I don't know where we are now if he's... Well, he's so calm with it. I'm sure he he has. I don't know. I can't see Nathan's, like, practicing flying in the garage, though, you know? But he doesn't. He also doesn't seem like the guy who's like, "Oh yeah, I can fly one day," and then the next day is like, "Well, I don't care because I have a political campaign." To, I mean, that's not normal behavior. Yeah. Well, you like Peter, sort of... what I like about Peter's character is he's 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 the normal person's character of, dude. I think I can fly, and like I realize this is really crazy and weird, but I think I can. And well, I don't Peter, know. Well, Peter's Chief Tyrrell. He's the he's Chief O'Brien. He's the normal guy. He's the everyday guy. Yeah. Nathan just likes to fight what he is. Like you've seen that, you've seen it in other things where people will argue against what they really are. Like, hey, I don't really have this power. They try to ignore it, and it's, it goes a little far. But I, I don't. He's he's really repressed about it. It yeah. seems. Well, it's it's Colonel Ty. It's a character who realizes what he is, but still insists that he can define himself. I mean, that's the this is the reverse of it with with Peter. You know, he finds out he's something. I'm sorry, with Nathan. Actually, no, it's the same thing. He finds out he's something he doesn't want to be, so he's determined to to define himself. Other people ignore what they are. Other people try and force themselves, you know, not to be that person, to force the abilities out of themselves, and then you get Nathan. Well, I know that when I first saw this episode, at this, at this point, I was like, yeah, this seems like a really cool show. I'll keep watching. And by the second episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't put it down. This is amazing. This I was, is incredible. I was, I, was, I was hooked by Nathan flying because it showed that there was so much more going on than I originally thought. 
Yeah. Does anybody... Are you guys comic book fans at all? Yeah. I, I read really one or two. <laughs> well, the thing about comic books is that normally, like, say... I'm going to take the Dark Knight series, for instance, because I really love Batman. You'll have one over overall story arc, one massive thing, but there's a bunch of subplots that come along with it, like that come in each issue, basically, and they tell heroes almost like a comic book. I mean, it's it reflects a lot of X-Men, if you're familiar. I mean, I know you've seen the movies, but it's, um... They have this whole... I hated the... Uh, they have this whole large story arc about, you know, save the world and, you know, stop Siler, basically, but so many little subplots that work together. It's like a an awesome version of a visual comic book, and they do a really good job of it, I think. So this, this show's awesome. I'm obsessed. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Save the world. How do you, have you guys, do you guys drink Sobe, the herbal drink? No. Yeah, sometimes. I have a, a cup that I, or a cup, a cap that I'm saving that says, save the lizard, save the world under it. <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome. It's just a little bit different. I'm gonna keep yeah, it. I'm I, gonna figure out a way to pass it down. It's gonna be like I'm gonna be like Isildur from Lord of the Rings. It's gonna be my family heirloom for thousands of years. <laughs> well, I think what I like about this show is it's it's one, it's unique. It's different than anything I've seen before, and it's done in a very artistic and 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 young way that it's appealing to both young and old audiences. And and the second thing I think I really love about it is that it's inspirational. Yeah, these characters have their problems and yeah, everybody has their own storyline, but it's sort of like after the end, this a fan fiction story that we read a lot, where it's sort of like all these different characters are doing their own thing and in the end you find that they are all doing it for a same united front. One thing I love about it- stories like this is I love you know know going into the series that most of what we saw had to have been pre-planned and for bits of it where I'm sure that the writers flew by the seat of their pants to some extent but there was an intention in the first episode there were clues dropped you know that may pay off much later in the season and I really appreciate that because I love to be forced to look for things and it, it's like Battlestar Galactica to, to a limited extent does that because I know Ron Moore really did fly by the seat of his pants for most of it. But like Babylon 5, which was a, a TV novel, I, I love doing that, realizing, oh, Claire's dad is the guy with the glasses. And you see that so often, you know, and Nathan can fly. There's so much stuff that's hinted at that you, that you finally get thrown at you. And I really appreciate knowing that a very intelligent person is writing what I'm watching, and it's not like, okay, what are we doing with Hero this week? Yeah. Tim Crank is amazing. It's really cool. I'm very impressed. You need to keep watching so you get some real info I do. About I want to do more of these of this show. It's so interesting. Tonight. Richard, that was fun. We'll have to have you back on when we do the rest of the Heroes and etc. Cool. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.